Welcome to an Arkansas AgCast Deep Dive, where we take a closer look at news that impacts you. The Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. All right, welcome to the latest episode of the AgCast Deep Dive series. Uh, As you know, we developed this series as a way to break away from the Ag News headlines and take a closer look at a topic that matters to our members. Uh, As always, the show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown, the host of today's episode, and I'm glad to welcome State Broadband Director Glenn Howie to the show. Glenn, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you uh, having me. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've been uh, trying to do this dance for a little bit, uh, and uh, since you since you came on board, I should say, and uh, the topic we're going to talk about today, I think, is really uh, the right one. I think uh, in this case, uh, not getting together before today might be the might be the might be working in our favor. Should it, I say? It turned out the, the right way to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what I like to say when I procrastinate. Anyway, <laughs> that it paid off. Um, well, let's just kind of dive right in. We, we usually try and wrap these up, uh, fairly quickly when I'm on the, on the microphone, when I'm playing host, that generally doesn't go that way, but, uh, we'll see what we can do today. Sure thing. Uh, let's just start by, um, give us a little background. Give us a little, little, little Glenn Howie resume action, if you will. Yeah, there we go. No, yeah, I grew up, um... In a small town, uh, Crowley, Louisiana, from from South Louisiana, okay, about fifteen thousand or so folks, kind of just ten minutes, uh, just west of Lafayette. Okay, 10, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the southern part of the state, so very much uh, in the heart of Cajun country mm-hmm. uh, down there. Fought dad, a Baptist minister, mom a social worker, mm-hmm. and the local school system. Uh, so really, an idyllic kind of small town, America childhood. Uh, went to LSU. Twice. Nope. I know that's okay. gonna twice. That may rub some some people wrong. <laughs> uh, listen to this podcast. No, I think but, uh, I think there's some LSU fans that yeah, listen. Yeah, no. To this show. For some reason, I went back and got a, a second degree. So yeah. I went back twice. Uh, made my way to Arkansas about a year ago. Um, I was with the Louisiana Broadband Office down there. I kind of charged with directing their broadband policy. Okay. Uh, overall, and uh, the director position came available here in Arkansas last mm-hmm. year, and I really jumped uh, kind of at the opportunity. Uh, I thought you know Arkansas was well positioned uh, to be a leader kind of in the broadband space, the efforts of the electric cooperatives that have Mm -hmm. taken place, uh, several rounds of infrastructure grants uh, before I got here, totaling almost $400 million. And really, I thought Arkansas had the potential to be a top 10 state in the country and leader in the South in all things broadband. And that remains our goal uh, to this day. So that's sort of uh, my path forward. I do have some Arkansas roots to put people at ease. Oh, really? Bit. Okay. Yeah. What, what's that? Uh, so my papa uh, was yeah. from, from Southern Arkansas, Ashley County. Okay. And yeah. three or four generations before him uh, were also from there. So oh, nice. long story short, you never know what path God may put before you. And <laughs> yeah. uh, you just got to be ready to take that opportunity when it comes around. Well, nice. Well, we're, we're glad that you migrated north. Um, and certainly, uh, we were talking a little bit before the show, you, 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 you are sort of familiar with um, with the farming industry and the agriculture industry, but I will say I don't recall, and it's been a while, but I don't really recall any broadband uh, director, uh, major college programs uh, when I was in school. You've got a little bit of utilities in there, a little bit of infrastructure, some technology. All this is some grant writing, I bet, or mm-hmm. something like that. All mixed into your role, I, I would assume. Uh, can you share a little bit about how you worked your way into this uh, focus or, or the position? Yeah, sure. You know, I, I typically, uh, well, to be frank, I came from a private sector background. Okay, uh, My yeah. graduate degree was in finance and actually worked in community banking in okay. Southern Louisiana. And, uh, you know, always having sort of a strong interest 
in government and politics and feeling sort of a greater call uh-huh. uh, to service. Sure. Went back to school. I got a graduate degree in public administration okay. uh, from LSU. And in that program, started working on economic development issues mm-hmm. uh, in the mayor's office down in Baton Rouge. And mm-hmm. uh, the gentleman that I was working for there, I was eventually tapped to lead uh, the broadband office in Louisiana. Okay. So fortunate. He, he he saw the talent, I guess, and brought me <laughs> with him yeah. uh, to the broadband office there where I started working on policy uh, for the office. Because we were uh, such a new office and uh, was not as mature as some, we were able to move quickly. We sort of styled ourselves as a public startup oh, uh, nice. with, with, with like little that. red tape, not a whole lot of bureaucracy, and just moved very quickly, yeah. innovatively, which sort of elevated that office. And then uh, when this role uh, came up in last year, I jumped at that opportunity. Yeah, that's cool. I love the I love the concept of uh, of a, s- a public startup. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the opportunity to spend some time in a startup um, it, part of my career, and I'll tell you, I mean, it, it's tough, it's hard, it's it's complicated, it's also very rewarding, but can be fun, a bit cavalier. <laughs> I wonder if any of those describe your time uh, there in that in that role. Yeah, it really is. On any given day. Right. The vast majority of my time is trying to communicate sort of very complex issues mm-hmm. uh, in an everyday manner. Right. So right. on any given Monday, you know, I have to go from um, a legislative committee hearing to a town hall in Hamburg to mm-hmm. calls with U.S. Commerce. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the communication key uh, is key to what we, we do. And um, you're right. It's sort of a fire drill every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the listeners of the show know know what my role is in communications uh, here at Farm Bureau. So, but you, I will tell you that uh, I, as a communications professional, I'm very appreciative of that and you bringing that communications piece sure. forward. That's very important mm-hmm. and, and probably will be key to, to success in this next thing that we're going to talk about, which we teased at the beginning. But it's really why we ha- asked you to come on today uh, to talk about this newest grant money that made headlines a few weeks ago, uh, something that we covered here on the show. Um, it's this $1 billion grant, and actually it's a little bit over $1 billion, $1.024, I think, Correct. if I'm being exact. Right on the number. Uh, can can you give us a broad overview of this, this grant uh, money coming to Arkansas mm-hmm. and how it could be used to strengthen our connectivity? Yeah, so it's part of the um, Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Okay. The BEAD yeah. sort of program within that federal act. Uh, mm-hmm. $42.45 billion nationwide. And Arkansas, like you said, is going to receive $1.024 mm-hmm. billion of that. We're, we're proud of that number. Uh, it puts us seventh in the country as it relates to per capita uh, grant funding. So we're, we're top 10 on that. In you this know, round? Yes. Yeah, so there the, were 19 the one, states to give some context, right? Well, every state's getting some money. Okay. So okay. I'm all sorry. 50 plus. Territories and such, yeah. Um, you know, being seventh in the country nice. uh, on this number per capita, uh, puts us in a, a really good position okay. uh, to move forward. But more broadly, you know, it's Governor Sanders' vision uh, and our office's mandate to eliminate the digital divide uh, in the state by 2028. And, and and what does that mean, really? It's about yeah. thinking more broadly about mm-hmm. what broadband is and thinking differently about it. You know, it's the access piece slash infrastructure. Mm-hmm. It's also affordability uh, and it's a digital skills issue as well. So really. You know, access is foundational. The infrastructure piece is foundational. It's our number one priority uh, to connect what we think uh, are remaining 215,000 unconnected or underconnected locations, homes and businesses mm-hmm. um, and farms, 
right? Mm-hmm. Across yeah. the state, that's yeah. our number one priority. Um, but we know that affordability and digital skills are key. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're going to do everything we can within our program to utilize free market principles uh, to foster uh, an environment of affordability mm-hmm. around uh, the broadband issue. And lastly, we think there's, if you look at the traditional working age group of 18 to 64, and we think about small business development, workforce development, mm-hmm. uh, being competitive in the economic space, we think there's about 274,000 uh, Arkansans in the traditional working age group of 18 to 64 that may lack basic digital skills. And mm-hmm. so that's an important piece as well. You know, we, okay. can, we can run the fiber. We need to make it as affordable as we can using the free market. And then also uh, for those folks who need some digital skills help working on that issue as well. And so when you say digital skills help, tell me a little bit about what you mean there. Yeah. And so, look, we're not talking about coding or creating websites. Okay. We're talking, yeah. When we look at that number, we're talking about take the mouse, go to Google, apply for a job. Find something. Basic yeah. digital yeah. skills that, you know, in the 21st century, this digital economy that we have now, uh, you know, our folks need to have digital skills uh, to be able to compete and be competitive mm-hmm. in this new environment. And so we know that that's a focus area for us that we have to work on as well. So that's part of this grant money then, yes. in addition to just what I'll say, basic connectivity. Correct. Is is, Correct. is investing in those digital skills. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's pretty cool. I, I will tell you, uh, one of the things I was reading the release um, uh, around these funds, rereading it um, this morning, uh, and notice, uh, I don't know how I, I skipped past this the last time, but notice this reference to, the National Telecommunications and Inform- Information Administration mm-hmm. Agency, uh, which is the agency distributing the funds or, mm-hmm. or involved here. Um, their mission is very similar, uh, according to the release, to the Rural Electrification Administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really interesting to us. And I know you've had a lot of conversations with Philip Powell on our team who's sitting in today and listening. Um, you know, we Farm Bureau, when we picked up this issue... Uh, a few years ago, we really started to look at it as uh, rural electrification. Mm-hmm. Today's rural electrification, which is honestly one of the uh, one of the emphases of our founding in 1935, mm-hmm. was kind of what we one of the things we rallied around. Sure. Uh, Brian and I weren't here then, um, nor was Philip, but that's what we're told. Um, but yeah, that rural electrification piece, and we sort of look at it with that importance. Mm-hmm. And do you want to talk about that necessity side? Yeah, sure. You know, we hear um, that electrification uh, comparison analogy a lot of the time. If you think about what the railroads were mm-hmm. uh, kind of in the, in the 19th century and then the electrification uh, in, the, in the 20th century, this is sort of that next uh, phase. And, and I've also heard a uh, sort of another analogy with it that maybe even one step, one step better is sort of if you think about water. And mm-hmm. water systems, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of folks out there, there are quite a few that still don't have anything that we have to build to for the first time. But mm-hmm. there's also folks that we need to upgrade. So they do have some level of service. Okay. But yeah. it's not up to today's standards. Right? Right. It's very poor. And so it's kind of analogous. And some folks aren't interested, right? They had well water. They had yeah. a well. And it was yeah. fine for them. And they were okay with that. Yeah. And some folks are on a DSL connection. And they're fine with that. Um, so part of the battle, you're right, is is rethinking and reframing and telling stories about how broadband can be an enabler for people. It's not just the asset in the ground. Uh, it's not just the platform that you do things on, but how can it be enabled to improve people's lives? And that's part of the story that we have to tell, I think, in a better way as a state moving forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and and, and seeing 
Well, we'll talk about. It. We'll get into that. I won't. I won't get into it too early. But <laughs> all right. So, what do you what do you know about the timing of these funds coming into the state? And sort of following up on that, what would be a realistic timeline for results to be seen if you're one of these two hundred fifteen thousand sure. ish households, sure, or businesses? Yeah. So to, again, to start, you know, our goal is to have this thing wrapped up uh, by the end of calendar twenty eight, uh, which gives us sort of five years beginning in. January of next year, mm-hmm. 24, mm-hmm. to wrap this thing up. Specific to this, you know, $1 billion funding that's going to come down, um, we don't have it yet, right? we got to do certain things to be able to unlock those dollars. Okay. So U.S. Yeah. Commerce announced the $1 billion number, uh, but we actually have to submit some plans to U.S. Commerce this year mm-hmm. that will then unlock um, the dollars. And so those plans have to be in to U.S. Commerce by end of the year. Uh, U.S. Commerce has to sign off on those plans. Mm -hmm. As part of what we need to do as a state, we're going to have to release a new broadband map that shows service availability to every single home and business Mm -hmm. and community anchor institution as well in the state and run a challenge process on those locations, allow for communities to say, look, we think the map's wrong. Here's why. Here's our evidence and try to work on fixing it and allow the providers to have some challenge input as well. Mm -hmm. So we got to work through that. So U.S. Commerce has to not only sign off on our plans, but then sign off on our challenge results mm-hmm. that take place as part of the mapping process. Once those two things take place, mm-hmm. um, then we can move forward on running our first infrastructure grant round based upon this new money. So interestingly enough, U.S. Commerce is not committed to a certain timeline no, for okay. decisions yeah. on our documents and our, our challenge process that has to take place. It is our goal uh, to be able to run sort of that first round of infrastructure grants based upon these dollars first half of next year. That's mm-hmm. our, our primary goal at this point. And as far as you can see in construction hitting the ground, uh, we're going to do our very best, uh, although we're already doing really well with existing projects. But, right. But right. on this particular bucket of funding, uh, we're going to try to run our first awarding round, first half next year, and then try to get shovels in the ground as soon as we can. But a lot of that is still kind of dependent upon U.S. commerce and their timeline. Yeah. Well, you make a good point, though. And I think that go- we, we, didn't, we didn't talk about that and probably should have. This is an additional round of funding Correct. to funding that's really been coming into the state mm-hmm. for a couple of years now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's projects going on right now that are, are being funded by federal grants, right? There are, yeah. You go back to 2020 and you look not only at the grant rounds that our offices run, but other federal grants like the Art Off Program, which I'm sure your, yeah, your listeners yeah. are very well uh, attuned to. Since 2020, there's been over a billion dollars of infrastructure grants already awarded in Arkansas to about 330,000 locations mm-hmm. across the state already. If you look at least through our office, that portion of that we have done, there are about 60 current active projects across Arkansas with another 22 getting ready to put shovels in the ground in the next month or so. so oh, wow. Yeah. Which will put us in the, the mid-80s yeah. on projects. Um, and if you look, you compare us to some of our peer states. Because we've been so active as a state and that positioning that I talked about at the very beginning of Arkansas being in a position to be a leader mm-hmm. in this space, it's because we've been so active as a state uh, in, in the broadband infrastructure game. And so a billion dollars in grants, 330,000 locations across the state, that, that means that with the latest release of the FCC map uh, in May, mm-hmm. we have less unserved locations than do a lot of our peer states, less than Missouri, less really? than Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. So we are positioned uh, very well as far as... Because of some of that work that we've been doing Correct. already. Correct. That's that's really cool to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I mean, uh, just knowing that uh, as you're listening to this, this funding is new funding, certainly. Yep. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're sitting around waiting for some sort of approval to Absolutely. get going. I Absolutely. mean, there's work. Like you said, mm-hmm. well, I mean, we're on the brink of 
if I counted right, over 80 projects That's in right. the next in the next couple months. Over 60 now. Correct. 60 yeah. active, 22 about to go. And you look at what the state has done on its own, uh, nearly $550 million awarded in grants since 2020. Yeah. So we've been very active in the space, which yeah. is good and sets us up for success yeah. moving forward. Well, we think, this is just a side editorial, but I, I'm personally interested in not only bringing people up to sort of a basic service level, but um, with some of the changes we've seen in remote work and flexible work arrangements and things like that, just really wondering what the impact could or might be um, for rural communities and folks maybe being taking this opportunity when the right connectivity is there to move back into a rural community, maybe like they've been wanting to do or maybe like the one Absolutely. they grew up in, mm -hmm. things like that, in addition to obviously the impacts on farming and agriculture. Absolutely. So, uh, Well, speaking of that, uh, are there any actions right now that Farm Bureau members should be taking to maximize the impact of these funds and the work being done by providers and other stakeholders in the state? And I, I'm going to give an addendum to that question, which yeah, sure. is this could apply to some of those existing projects that are out there now, too. Mm -hmm. So not just this this new $1 billion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look, you know, for a state uh, that ranks first nationally, Right, and rice production, mm -hmm. fourth in cotton, tenth in soybean, and also a major producer of corn and wheat. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a massively important economic engine mm -hmm. uh, for Arkansas, and it, it's one that's going to play a major a major role and be a focus for us in the state's digital future. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you look, you still have poultry farms uh, that are still on dial up. You know, yeah. some farms without connectivity at all. Mm -hmm. uh, right. So, really, the question becomes, how can we be innovative? How can we enhance precision ag tech? Uh, with, with with better connectivity, how can we increase crop yields? How can we try to try to battle uh, the food desert issue that exists in certain parts of our communities, where you have a folks and not a grocery store for 30, 40 miles? Um, whether it's increasing cellular coverage, perhaps mm -hmm. any, with any excess mm -hmm. funding that we may have in the program, funding long drops that are needed from the road, but but reaching uh, facilities that are on some of our uh, uh -huh. agricultural spaces. Um, you know, for what what folks can really do, I would say in the agricultural space mm -hmm. specifically. Um, you know, to set it up, right, one of the things that we're going to do is set up an agricultural roundtable in the next okay. few weeks. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it for a while, but it's finally time to, to yeah. get that off the ground. To think through our planning, right, as a state and ideas and concepts of innovative solutions of what can work, what hasn't worked in the past, why, and think through what we can try to do as a state with any excess bead funding that we may have. I think specifically for, for farmers and our agricultural community, I would encourage all of our agricultural community members uh, to really get involved with our local county broadband committees. Um, the ag representation is important, so contact their county judge, ask to become a member of the local county broadband committee, mm -hmm. which, which gets them involved, they get updates from our office, really have a, a grassroots uh, approach and voice to what's happening. Right. And that would be the best way I would, I would say for folks to really have their voices heard and get involved. Well, just so happens, Farm Bureau uh, terms itself a grassroots organization, so Perfect. we're pretty good at that kind of thing. That's right. Um, I will tell you, I, you, you you sort of you know never take a captive audience for for granted. So I will tell you, we would love to have the opportunity to sit down with you and 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 share some of the technology applications even, and maybe that is in that agriculture sure. roundtable environment, but uh, just to share some of the applications of, of technology and how farmers use technology. I'm thinking about just irrigation alone. Mm -hmm. They can, you know, the ability to use a technology or connectivity to to turn on their irrigation systems where that used to be a 1 a.m. wake right. up out of bed, hop in the truck, drive around. As you know, you grew up in a farming community. Um, 
you know, things like that, 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 that this connectivity or increased mm-hmm. connectivity could really uh, make an impact in the ag community. Uh, so we're we're ready to participate. Certainly, we'll pass along the the broadband county broadband uh, committee uh, opportunity to our folks too, and and look forward to being involved. Um, is there anything else we didn't cover that that we should? Yeah, no, not really. I think you know to to close. Um, we've heard this somewhat on our tour, right? Mm-hmm. How is this different from before? Mm-hmm. We've been to eighty seven county broadband meetings. Mm-hmm. We've had twelve surveys and and. 14 rounds of grants. How is yeah. this different from yeah, before? Yeah. You're saying the same and, and stuff. And accountability is what we hear from our folks. How absolutely. do we make sure these funds are held accountable? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're saying the same stuff, you know, we've heard before. Uh, and really it's different for three reasons. One, we think we're finally going to have enough money to finish the job. That's important. Okay. Two, thinking more holistically about the broadband issue and what it means. Yes, access infrastructure is foundational. It's our number one priority. We're going to get that done but also the affordability issue and the digital skills component as well. Mm-hmm. And lastly, and maybe the most important, empowering our counties and local communities to organize themselves, uh, form committees and work in a collaborative partnership model with the state broadband office to allow them to set priorities and what's important oh, for wow. them in the broadband yeah. space and work with us to help be them, help get them successful. Uh, that's, that's why this is different from before. Yeah. Well, I can, I mean, I can just, just in our brief conversation here can really see uh, a difference in, in what we've, when we've had uh, previous conversations. And it's sure. pretty exciting to hear some of the details and get some of that um, sort of strategy from, from you, honestly. Uh, I think that's something that I personally I haven't heard. Yeah. So I love hearing that. Um, and I'll tell you, I heard you say in closing, but I, I can't let you get out of here that or, that easy. Okay. Uh, something I didn't share with you is that we always wrap up with something a little fun All right. for every guest. Here we and go. since we're, today we're talking about connectivity, what is one website, and social media is excluded, can't count that, one website that you try to visit at least once a day? Or an app. I, all right, look, I'll, give, I'll throw you a little bit of a... a uh, a lifeline here. Okay. You, it can be an app. It can be an app. Yeah, but a website that you that you visit at least once a day. Well, what's, uh, your, what's yours? <laughs> no, hey, I'm the host. I don't. I don't have to answer this question. Uh, you know, um, yeah. you know, do you, nothing pops sure. out. Nothing. Well, it's it's out too to many. You? you know. I, yeah. Look, wake up super well, early three, to get started. You know, you know mean, between. You know, between Politico and the Wall Street Journal, uh, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I ran a host Some of my sort of morning news. readings. Yeah. Absolutely. That's fair. I, you know, as a good PR professional, I, I will also take down the the, the news uh, sites. Yeah, I'm kind of a news junkie, so that's where, that's where that comes from. There you go. Right. I always like to swipe right on my iPhone and get those headlines right there. That's right. Um, I would, the easy out there would also be weather. Oh, that too. Well, that makes sense from the Farm yeah. Bureau perspective. Well, yeah, That's you right. gotta you gotta know what the weather. Because I'm gonna tell you something. When you're at a Farm Bureau meeting, you're gonna talk about weather. <laughs> That's true. <I laughs> so there's a tip you can put in your pocket. <laughs> look, and I know this may shock people, yeah. but it is not as hot here as it is in Louisiana. <laughs> you're gonna now that the LSU, you'll probably be fine. That will get you run out of town on a rail. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on. Oh man, it it uh, we're gonna see how hot it gets without any rain here in the next Ooh, next several days. I tell you what, forty degrees here feels like it is freezing outside. Really, it is, that's interesting. It is very interesting. What is that? Is it the lack of humidity? I don't know if it's 
what's going on. Yeah. But, you know, 40 degrees here, I, I, I swear it feels like it's 10 degrees outside. Yeah. Did you own a coat in Louisiana as a Louisiana resident? Just the traditional kind of old school pea coat. That's about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I need to, I have to upgrade. Yeah. I need to upgrade my, some, some gloves my outerwear. And, yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, thank you so much for uh, taking the time once again. That Absolutely. wraps up this uh, special edition of the Arkansas AgCast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this deep dive episode. We'll continue bringing guests on to take a closer look at the topics that are important to our members. Remember, you can catch new weekly episodes of the AgCast every Thursday. Find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version on iTunes or Spotify. And make sure to subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. The Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown, and we'll see you next time.